With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Bloom, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Starscream here. And I am Lord and Master of all things Transformers. Don't tell Megatron. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. Welcome to All Things Transformers. I'm your host, Steve Megatron, and joining me on this adventure into the Transformers fandom is TFG1 Mike. Hello. Hello. And we're not alone this episode. No, we're we not. Have a guest. Yes, we do. Hello. Hello. I'm guessing that's yes. where you wanted me to say something, right? Of yes. course. <laughs> Insert random catchphrase right here. Catchphrase. <laughs> catchphrase. Catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, you get the reference. It's great. What do you think about that it? Catchphrase. This is a really, really cool catchphrase. Yeah. Catchphrase. Huh? It's like the perfect thing to say in a, in a place where you want to be completely random, but you're like, oh, yeah, that was smart. I <laughs> uh, see if people would actually say that instead of saying the other thing that I cannot stand, I would that? be fine with it. What is right, the other you know. thing? Yeah. Now, now, now you've intrigued me. What is the other thing? You know the other thing. We've been complaining. I've been complaining about it for like three weeks now. Um,. What are oh, you talking well, about? Um, I, I thought you were thinking, you know, the other thing that no. I bother you with, like Yetis. Oh no, no, no! The Yetis <laughs> is a whole other situation. No, no, no. no. Okay, good. no. You insert catchphrase instead of saying um. I won't edit that out. Catchphrase. Catchphrase. That's right. <laughs> we're gonna beat Anyways. this to death. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. <laughs> so go ahead, Mike, and uh, proceed we with are... why we're here. Yes, we are here, uh, and we are no longer waiting. No. Amy went to TFCon LA. No, I didn't, did I? Of course I did. Uh, I yeah. Uh, of, course, of course you did, yes. And on all things Transformers, as well as, I believe we used to do this on ToyCast as well, we used to do TFCon pre-shows and post-shows. Normally we would do this with Proto Man, Daniel, Daniel Arsenal. All uh, the cool people. Yeah. Well, generally the peop- the person that <laughs> great. Now you make me sound like a jerk when I agree with, with what. No, great. No, okay. No. I, I, I think they're yeah. way cooler than me. Is what I was well, saying. <laughs> so I'll just settle no, for you. No. 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 Stop it. No. 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 But generally, when we would do the pre-show and post-show for TFCon, it was with the one of the people that helped organize it and things like that to kind of get the behind the scenes of how the convention ran. Well. Now that apparently people can go to conventions again, we can have somebody that went to the convention tell us all about it. And we've got several different categories and several different headers here. First of all, since both of you are parents, conventions with kids. Mm, yes, this is the <laughs> dilemma of, a, of, of the adult collector I, transformer fan going to conventions. Yes. yes. I remember when my mom would take me to Disney World and I just, 
I was six years old. It was in the eighties. It was whatever. I didn't want to walk all the way across that stupid park in Orlando, Florida in the middle of summer when it's a hundred and friggin' degrees. So that's my experience with just going to places that have large crowds and things like that. But basically, Human germ. what is, let's start with Steve and then we'll go in with, with Amy. How many times have you, before obviously the pandemic happened, how many times had you taken your kids to any kind of convention thing? Never, because I haven't been to a convention in years. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Well, Fair Amy, enough, what yeah. about you? <laughs> this is my first time, actually. And my oldest, the only one that I dared to take, was 18. So I've skipped that whole little kid, little toddler, tween, teenager, t- to gone straight uh-huh. to the 18-year-old age. <laughs> um so there were a few reasons why and one of them is because i'll be honest i know my kids and conventions there's the walking around the dealer room which is fun but the sitting at the panels thing is kind of hard for a small child with a very short attention span. <laughs> and I happen to have those kids with very short attention spans, and uh, I don't want to have to supervise them the whole time. So that's why I said, nope, I'm going to wait till they're directly 18 years old. And I say, okay, you go to bed when you want to. You're 18. <laughs> I'm going to go downstairs and hang out with some friends. I'll be back in a while and not come back till 2 o'clock. And, hey, he'll take care of himself. So, yeah, I don't think that I qualify as a really good judge for bringing small children to conventions. (laughs) I know other people that have done this and have done it better. I mean, you know, I I just decided that I was going to be the one that said, I don't want to have to have my mom hat the whole time because I have that at home. If I want to do that, then I'll just stay at home and listen to panels from home. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, you know, and it was a great experience in the sense that like he went and did some things. I pointed out a couple things that I thought would be interesting for him and he checked them out and he mm-hmm. liked them. And I didn't have to sit there and mom him the whole time. I was like, "You're 18. I fully want you to go and participate, but if you choose not to, that's okay too. You brought stuff to do. You know, always go up into the hotel room, you know, behave. It's not bouncing on the beds, so I don't have to worry about the hotel trying to track down a parent saying, "Hey, we can't have this in our hotel. You need to stop this. And, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, that was yeah. that's the direction I went. And I'll probably do the same thing to my next one. So <laughs> when he's 18, when I know that he's fully capable of, of controlling himself and being in a room without mom saying, behave, remember who you are. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> or go ahead and embarrass me because, we're you know, you're going to go up and, and – and see if you can do the script reading and, you know, see if the crowd wants you to play, you know, this character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go for it, man. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 my hat's off to all the parents that have brought small children that are like little, little. I, the only other time that I've ever gone to catchphrase, I, I went to a Comic-Con once with my youngest, who at the time was three months old. And he, I had him strapped to me the whole time. And we... He got fed, he got his diaper changed, and then he conked out to sleep, and I ran a panel with him right there. <laughs> nice. I was I was introducing Livio and Livio Ramadelli, and while he, he did some drawing and stuff on the, the device that he brought, and I kind of directed the, the questions, and, you know, that was it. It was super easy. He was he conked out the whole time. That was the same convention. I also sat next to, uh, who was the guy that? One of the writers for Robots in Disguise, the 2015 version. Mm-hmm. Uh, brain is not going to work for me today, so I can't remember who the writer was. But sat right next to him and on a panel, and he was asleep the whole time. And we actually commented on it. It's like, yeah, he's like, I'm so 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 surprised you brought a baby. I was like, yeah, I did. He's sleeping. It's great. He's like, you're the best mom I think I've ever had. And I was like, oh, I was, don't 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 put me on too high of a pedestal here. Because that was, you know, that was the easy part because he was an infant and knocked yeah. out. So that was the those are the two things I've ever taken kids to. That's yeah, it. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know. I, I just know my kids. I know it works. 
And since I've been yeah. to conventions, catchphrase, you know, I just want to be able to, to be there, enjoy it. But I also don't want to take anybody else's enjoyment away from it as well. If you have little kids running around, I mean, a few guys right. might like look at that and say, yeah, kids running around. What's going on with that? You know, well, and I'm like, I mean, hey. having kids of my own, I, I know how they act. In yeah. Just, I mean, we, we have a scouts thing that we do on Wednesdays too. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not watching them, they're running around the buildings just like every other kid. And so, oh yeah, yeah, catchphrase. So yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm kind of on them like a hawk and making sure that uh, they are controlled. I'm like just because other people don't watch and manage their kids doesn't yeah. mean that I'm going to do the same. Exactly. And and it's like you will be the example. I'm like you can you can behave, you know. And then if there comes the event whether or not uh it just shows me that i can't leave them alone and so so like uh, some kind of a a convention or an event like that just uh, i mean i have nothing against people that bring their kids like i mean kudos to them i just i don't find it enjoyable uh, or i wouldn't find it enjoyable to do something like that if i know i'm going to have to spend 60 to 70% of it paying attention to what they're doing wrong. Exactly. Or, or just, you know, like I said, the parent hat, when you, when you have to, you know, constantly have it on, you don't enjoy the convention the same way. Hmm. It's just, you know, you're, well, I mean, you're not off it, the clock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like anything. I mean, if you're at some place that's uber busy, like you go to a festival, you know, you go to, you know, anything, I mean, you're worrying about what they're doing, where they're going you know, whether they stay within arm's reach or yelling reach. And, you know, so it's just, I I don't know if I could actually enjoy myself going to one. Yeah. If they were present. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have taken them to uh, like places like, you know, amusement parks where you expect to have kids. And I have lost one kid because they weren't listening and we turned around and started walking and they didn't. And oops, guess what? (laughs) So, I mean, that, that's, that's completely expected and appropriate. And of course we gave him instructions on what to do, go do. And so he went and did the thing that he was supposed to do. And afterwards we were like, you scared us half to death. And he's like, I'm sorry. And we just went on with our way. Yeah. The consequences were low because a lot of, nothing bad happened obviously but the the sad thing is that he got the he got a scare mom and dad got a scare we we knew that was enough and so we just moved on with it but you know now have you ever used one of those events as a teaching tool that they weren't paying attention and you saw that they weren't paying attention and you hit around a corner oh no i've not done that i've thought about it that one's fun Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that to my youngest because, uh, and we occasionally have to do it like once a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he gets cocky and forgets where he's at and thinks yeah. he knows better and he's not paying attention, wandering off in his own way. And so we will, yeah. or he's being adamant, he doesn't want to move from where he's at. Gotcha. And gotcha. so we will go hide around in a different location that's nearby where we can clearly have line of sight. Yeah. But enough to terrify him into <laughs> paying attention. See, now you have to be careful about that. Cause I have done the thing where I say, okay, I'm leaving right now. I'm picking up the keys. I'm walking out the door. If you come with me, great. If not, you know, your ride's leaving and I just up and leave. And you got to be careful about those because sometimes they call you bluff. <laughs> they did it <laughs> once and I walked away. I walked far enough away that he couldn't see me. But just enough to see, is he coming? Am I going to have to go back there? So, yeah, there's that, too. They get to a point where they start calling your bluff, and then you're like, crap. We, we <laughs> had an instance stuck. like that, and my my wife was like, just go. Just go, yeah. And we go. drove down the street, and the kid was, like, chasing after us, like, on the sidewalk <laughs> and losing it. And we, were, yeah. and we parked and let him catch up. And he's like, I thought you were going to leave. And we're like, yeah, we We were. thought we were, too. <laughs> Now, see, if you slow down, wait for him to catch up and then speed up again, oh. then you'd really be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now the tears will get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's yeah. I, I don't know if I could actually enjoy an event knowing that yeah. I was having to have the parent hat on instead of the just enjoying the surroundings hat. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. So Just I mean, I've Steve gone Megatron hat on that says "I'm cool." I'm at a convention and I'm in my element. I don't have a hat that says Steve Megatron. I do have one that says Producer Steve and the Steve. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Now here's your chance to make one. I need to make one and have Megatron's face on it. I have yes. to admit, I do have a T-shirt that says "Lady Wreck." So. Yeah. Of course you do. Yes. <laughs> of course I you used do. to sell them. <laughs> Not you that used to one. Sell them. That one was oh. for just me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. I, I need one that's yeah, Steve Megatron yeah. for sure. That would be fun. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. But I, I have gone to a convention, however, with my my brothers, but it was when they were grown. Uh-huh. Uh and the the story behind them going to uh, actually, it was the first and only BotCon I went to. Catchphrase. It was you like said a year the word. or two before, before it ended or something. But yeah. the the reason that they went was because we paid for it because my wife didn't want didn't trust me driving by myself <laughs> to not fall asleep in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, and what's funny is I didn't fall asleep in the car, but both of them did. Nice. <laughs> so the two that were supposed to keep me awake were not. <laughs> hey i see how this is supposed to be working here you're you know i'm supposed to be the one that you're supposed to keep awake and you guys are the ones fall asleep hey <laughs> I, the nice part about them being grown though was i was able to ditch them at a certain point at the convention and go do what i wanted to do for a little bit and then yep. i caught up with them later but catchphrase because i got to meet frank walker and <laughs> <laughs> i'm jealous catchphrase we decepticons now face our darkest hour I have a picture with him too, which is awesome. I, Ooh, you're, to, you're really making me jealous. Thanks to Michael Wilson. <laughs> nice. Yep. That's nice. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I did. I did meet a few other people too, which was cool. I met the RFC crew. I met uh, uh, the guys that wrote the Allspark Almanac. Oh, you did all the things. Jim, Jim and Bill. Yeah, yeah. Jim I, and Bill. I met them because uh, Michael was like, "Hey, here's them." Yep. <laughs> so. So yeah, that was yeah. fun. Um, yeah, and then hung out with a bunch of the fan dub guys. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of it was enjoyable because I didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> cool. So in the times that we are currently living in, no matter how many people say that COVID is kind of dying down, it isn't. But why was TFCon LA the choice that you made? To Why was this the first convention you wanted to go to? I wanted to go to it, one, because I haven't seen anybody for over two years. And <laughs> I really needed to get out. The other thing is, is that they were really good about putting well in advance that they were mm-hmm. requiring everybody to bring proof of vaccination and that they were requiring masks. And part of that was... California had their strict rules still in place. And the other part of that was uh, that they just said that they were going to com- comply with that and have that there. Now, did yep. I see people without masks? Absolutely. Did I walk into the hotel and go like, okay, who's not wearing a mask? Because like most everybody followed it. It was not a big deal. I mean, the the hotel was really great about it too. And it wasn't just, I mean, we were... The first panel that I went to, they pretty much got up and said, please, they've asked us here. We're respecting the rules of what's in place in the state, but we're also looking out for each other as human beings. And it was not a big deal, but they did ask us to just to, to be responsible about it and yeah. to respect the, the, what we had put in place what the hotel expected to. And when we went and picked up our tickets, they did have a representative from the hotel checking for vaccination cards before you could even go up and pick up your ticket. And that was pretty much it. I mean, everybody just wore their masks unless we were like outside at the bar where, you know, the wind was not really bad. So it was like, there was enough space between just, just sitting out there that I didn't feel like, you know, I had to keep a mask on the whole time. Of course, if you're eating and drinking and talking and, you know, it just kind of mixed in. So that was no problem. Um, In the convention hall, like, there were a few people that like, you know, had it down below their nose or something like that, but I kept mine on the whole time and I didn't see that many people out there violating it or whatever. Um, maybe afterwards when they were breaking everything down, cause I, 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 I went ahead and to save costs, 
I carpooled with some friends here in Phoenix from different parts of, of the Transformers group that, you know, um, one of my friends uh, does stuff at the, uh, she has some crafts and, and tumblers that she had for sale and also has art prints. And she's, she went with, in with somebody else that had some pins and some keychains and stuff like that. And then the other guy that we carpooled with, he actually has some 3D printing things. So he was on one of the panels and he had a booth inside the convention hall. And so I helped them both set up their tables and their gear and everything. And so I was in checking on them. Uh, making sure they had water and if they needed me to go get anything or just watch their table or whatever so they go use the bathroom or walk around the hall. Catchphrase. So I saw a lot of setup and I saw a lot of takedown because of that. And mm -hmm. a few people took them off while they're like, you know, less people are in the convention hall, obviously. So they're not wearing it as closely as they probably should have. But yeah. at that point, I was like, nobody got sick. I came home. Like my, my son's a... Uh, situation where he's he's immunocompromised we can't he's we're, we're trying to protect his lungs so he can't really get sick and neither one of us came down with anything and we both wore our masks really well i went to maybe two panels the first night and then i kind of didn't miss i, I kind of didn't catch any more of them for the rest of the night or the rest of the the, the whole weekend because i i got busy real quick <laughs> um, <laughs> but i mean they people the Obviously, those that were at the panels at the very front, they took their mm -hmm. masks off so they can talk in front of microphones. So there's that. But everybody else, I, I didn't see that many people not wearing a mask. Everybody was very respectful in that way. So I was really proud of all of them. And I would give them all a high five if, if they were listening and said, hey, I was like, yes, I'm going to give you a high five because you guys are all my heroes. Thank you. So they did a good job. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What were some of the highlights for both you and your son? Um, I don't know highlights for him. I did ask. I said, hey, did you enjoy this? Did you enjoy that? He's like, yeah, it was good. It was neat. And that's probably the best I probably got out of him. <laughs> okay. I, I did recommend that he go down and check out the the a couple of the panels. And he did listen to one of the ones. And you know, the cool thing is him being 18, I've let him kind of like – hey, mom, I want to watch the show. Can you help me find it? <laughs> and mm -hmm. so um, he came to me, uh, I think in February, either January or February, said that he wanted to sit down and watch the G1, the all of G1. So I said, oh, right. okay. So I cracked out the discs and I gave them to him and I said, here, you know, listen to you. Well, go ahead and watch them at your leisure. He's probably, and he did, he'd sat, he sat down for several weeks and went through everything the movie everything mm -hmm. uh, everything g1 and so the first i think one of the nights we were there i don't remember which one uh they did have a panel that like went over like the secrets it was jim Sorensen and um bill forrester not not forrester for not forrester it was um a picture's face i'm having a hard time with the names because uh it's late at night and i have no brain <laughs> he wrote dilly oh flint dilly flint. yes 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 sorry Okay, there, got it. Okay, so Flint Dilly and Jim Sorensen sat down and did like uh, the secrets of the five faces of darkness or something like that. And basically yep. he, in a conversation that he had with Flint over the, I don't remember how, I, I, he, he detailed how it all started, how he found out that I guess Flint had this little, uh, he has, you know, all the archives of everything that was ever done on the show still. And yep. like he, through conversations, Flint said, yeah, come on over. And so he's dipped into his art, his personal archives of everything that he saved since then. And he's, you know, finding out little minute details. And we're talking about, we're talking about everything. We're talking about like emails, receipts of things they went and did or whatnot, like just little things that were just like, you think is like, why did you save that? It saved everything. And I guess this, and I, I want to say there's another person that's done the same thing, but just going, Oh, maybe it's not, maybe it's, it's Jim's working with another person. That's like kind of filtering through all of the, the mundane stuff while he goes through all the scripts. And so he was pointing out things and that 
came out with the script that didn't make it into the show, but intended to make it into the show, but got but cut that, but got cut. Mm-hmm. And so it was just fascinating the little things that popped out to him. And then of course he talked to Flint and then it doesn't take much for Flint to just sit there and talk. So like just, just going on and on about the, you know, what the point is that, that, that Jim touched on. And I swear this panel was like two hours long. I don't remember how long it was, but it was, it was just really unique. You wouldn't get that at a lot of places. And it just, yeah, I've been to several conventions. So um, this was just unique to this one. And I think even, I want to say that if they get enough information together, maybe Jim plans to come out with a book. I don't know. I'm sure that it might evolve to that point. I, I, who knows? But it was just yeah. really fascinating. So because my son had gone through all of this, he found a lot of that really, you know, cool because, hey, I didn't know that. It's like, well, nobody knows that this is, you're hearing this, you know, with your virgin ears and the rest of us are too. So it was like, Oh, okay, cool. It's like, this is what happens at conventions. Sometimes you find panels that go deep dive into, you know, a deep dive. (laughs) And that was a deep dive Mm -hmm. right there, kiddo. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I also told him, um, you should check out uh, the panel reading. I was like, every convention has their little thing that they do a little bit differently than other ones as they explained to him. And I said, TFCon, they do their live script reading in front of everybody. You go up in front of everybody, you audition in front of everybody, you speak it for the first time in front of everybody. That's how it goes. And I said, you might want to check it out. It can, it, there's some there, it, it can be really cool to hear. And so he went to that as well. And then another highlight that I had besides just hanging out with friends that I hadn't seen for a while, I got to sit down with Jim Sorensen and, and I can't remember the guy that he was with. Um, I, I mean, I know him, but I just don't remember his name. It wasn't Bill. It was, it was Jim. Okay. And I, we, we sat down and had lunch together and my son came with me. So he just ate and listened and I, talked and had fun <laughs> there you go but i've i've done it i've i've done lunch or dinner sometimes with jim several times in the past and so it was just it it, it was more than just hanging out it was getting you know just hanging out with jim as a friend again <laughs> so Absolutely. you know he's he's good people he is just fun to talk with and he knows so much and he's got you know He's he geeks out about all these things that I kind of geek out about too. So it was kind of cool to just hear him geek out about like how it all worked out and this big project that he's working with Flint on. And I hope that it goes places and I hope that he you know finds enough stuff to make it interesting to put a book together. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You know that whole thing, the whole multiverse of how many scripts and how many different versions there were of the movie or how many different events would have happened after the movie in five faces or whatever. All of that is just absolutely super interesting and amazing. I can't remember all the details, but I just thought it was kind of cool. You know, some of the things that, that intended to make it in got cut and then what we actually got and the, the, and just to see a little bit of, Oh, well actually if, if, this line had come in here, how it would have changed a few things. Mm -hmm. And so it just, that was, that's, that was neat to, to kind of see that too. So I I really hope that I, I want to, I, I pretty sure that they recorded it. I don't know if it'll be out on their YouTube at some point, maybe, but I think it already is because I think I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gone on their YouTube to, to check it out yet, but still though, I mean, we're really lucky that, you know, that there people with the right connections are asking the right questions and, you know, that, that things were saved and, you know, you get to know the different creators and every single one of them is unique and different and they all have their own thing to add that have made it in as, you know, the, <laughs> the mythos of transformers, but it's just mm-hmm. so, and they're all approachable. So it's really great when they sync up and we start, Gleaning more knowledge about our Transformers. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that the TFCon YouTube channel has a bunch of videos up, and I've seen something recently where they did put up the video that you're talking about, because that's how I first heard about it, was gotcha. I saw the article on TFW 
where it said something about, oh, the script this and the script that and the lost script to the five faces of or whatever it was. Yeah. And I went over and saw, you know, Flint and Jim talking about it on the on the YouTube channel. I'll have to find I'll have to find that video for the for the show notes. Yeah. So did you meet anybody else? Did you hang out with anybody else that that you might not have uh, done before well, or seen before? I did hang out with some of the friends that I drove up with because I drove mm-hmm. up with them. And every year that I've gone, if we've gone separately, then we just kind of like we say hi, we see each other, we walk past each other, but then we never really sit down and do anything with each other. <laughs> so I try to make a concerted effort to do that this year. I did get a chance to run into Mike Siebert who has his own podcast catchphrase. And so I kind of was able to talk with him for a little bit too. And that was great. Cause I always like, you know, touching base with other co- podcasters. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Very laughs> if cool, I get to meet cool. him in person, then that's even better. So, I mean, that's yeah. what I did. So um, let's see anybody else. Uh, I just got to hang out with like some friends. And so that was, that was great. I mean, um, I'm friends with John 3.0, uh, the Epic voice guy. And so it was mm-hmm. good to see him. he, it was really great to see him. I haven't seen him for a while, and the last time I was there was like three years ago. Optimus Prime does not speak quickly. And uh, I, we actually hooked up with like our our families while we went to pizza together. So oh, cool. I got a chance to meet his wife and and meet his kids. And then I think I came back out for another another thing too. And I think the last TFCon she was there. So I, you know, I just getting to know him over the years and it was great to, to hang out and, and get to meet his wife and actually talk with her and for, for, for a little bit too in person. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So how does this convention rank amongst all the others you've been to? Well, I've been to all of the transformer ones. So I've been to TFCon. I've been to, well, this is TFCon. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to BotCon. I've been to TF nation, uh, auto assembly when it was going on. Those are the, the big ones. I th- I'd like to say that I think there's two other smaller ones that I have not made it to. I think there's a TF Expo and there's something else that I don't remember what it was called. But out of the out of all the ones that I've gone to, I like the fan runs, the fan run conventions much better where it's less of a business. It's not official. You get the nuggets of things that you won't be able to get at a one that has too many rules and the official stamp type thing. You, yeah, just I like the the fan ones a little bit better. Just it's good to be able to sit down and and talk with organizers without like you know him them having their organizing hats on and <laughs> all of that. Yeah. It's just like real people that you're like, hey, yeah, this is you know. It, I just have a better rapport with most of them because I've been going to conventions for a while and I ran a podcast and they're just very approachable and I didn't always have that with the the botcon crowd. So not a knock on, on any particular. I just, I prefer the, the fan run conventions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that I think that they would ever go for it, but I'm actually surprised Hasbro hasn't approached TFCon to say, Hey, want to be the official new one now? Since, you know, the other yeah. one kind of went down in flames, but it is what it is. Uh, what? It- I, I, I have my <laughs> opinions on that too. I, I, yeah, I I'd rather them not because there are a lot of little things that, when you're an official that yep. you get, it gets you get lawyers, up. you get lawyers involved, you get, you know, IPs and this and third party. And yeah, I just, I'd, I'd rather, I, I rather not have official to be honest, as much as it sounds great. It's also, you get, you get what you get. Like when you have somebody that has, Oh, licenses and this and this and this, you know, interpretations this and this and it just it gets hard to manage that and i would say that it would be hard for anybody any one group to do that i think hasbro did the right thing running their own convention because now they don't have to work with anybody else they can do it any way they want they don't have to work with a basically a third party group (laughs) to do that um it just i think it i think it'll work better that way just you know you'll get a different you're going to get a different experience if you go to a official convention as opposed to a non-official. I think that yeah. it just should be that way. There, there should be one of each. 
and I don't necessarily wish that on anybody that if they if they feel like they can manage it, great. Just be careful because it is a, a scorpion and the turtle situation. Because you're going to end up, you're, there there are going to be hoops and they're going to have to follow those hoops because that's what happens when you're official. Yeah. I mean, I noticed when, because I mean, I'm, I've only ever been to uh, TFCon 2012 and then uh, BotCon 2015, I want to say. Gotcha. Yeah. Could be wrong. Um, was that the last one or was that? I think it was the second to the last second one. Second to the last one. Okay. Catchphrase. But anyways, I went, I went to that one and the stark difference in both of them, like the TF con, I just felt more comfortable. And this was before they really expanded into taking over all the U S locations. Uh, this was when they were in Mississauga only. (laughs) Yeah. I went went to that one too. I think I might've met you there. I don't know. I don't remember. It's possible. I had a bunch of people come up and say, Hey, Megatron. And I was like, I have no idea who you are. I had to look them up on Twitter and gotcha. Uh, so I, I felt a little bad about that, but then once they were like, I'm this, you know, this handle and I was like, Oh yeah, I know you, um, which made it so much easier. But yeah, I mean, I just, I I got more of that community feel from TFCon than I did with BotCon. And I felt like we were just another number that they were trying to process is in, in, as far as the guests and everything else that was going on. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I, I think I get a better experience out of TFCon. That's been my experience as well. I think in 2013, I did the trifecta where I went to all yep. three in one. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was the only one that I ever went to with TFCon Ontario or Ontario. Uh, yeah. It's the one that they had. Yeah. yeah. The one that they had only in Canada. And that was be- yep. also before they went and, and did um, the U.S. version. Or the where they added the U.S. Um, yep. stops as well. So I had very much the same situation where I, at my first convention was Auto Assembly, and I went to that several years, and then I went to uh, I went to that I think two times before I went to I know I hit Botcon at least five times. I hit Wow Auto Assembly the last I want to say either five or six times before they um, closed up and then TF or TF nation relaunched uh, with a lot of the same staff. And then they went, it was just, but a completely new venue, what they were doing. Um, And I've been to three of those, I think since then, because I didn't go to the first one. I went to the second or maybe I did go to the first one. I didn't go to the second one. I don't remember which ones I've gone to the odd years. So I haven't been able to get to every single one, unfortunately, and it's it's made me sad because I you know, really like the I, I'm closer to the group out there because when I first started podcasting, that was the group that I podcasted with. It was a lot of the people from the UK that ended up now running the show. So there, I think there's well at the time there were two people that were involved with the new run, but um, their MC um, David Wallace was mm-hmm. the one who approached me about um, doing the underbase. So that's the guy. And he's been very involved with TF nation. So uh, that's where those are, those are my people. And so I yep. hanging out with the can- Canadian crowd was just, it was so cool because they were just so like, they knew who I was. Uh, some of them knew who I was. Um, a lot of the podcasters knew who I was cause they'd met me at BotCon. Um, and it was just, you know, you're going to get, like you said, exactly everything that you said. So much more inclusive. There's, you know, and, and that's that's kind of the situation which you have when you have something official. There's always going to be the the people that run it that are going to be like, yeah, they're the, you know, they have to put on a specific business face and that's that's all good. And I don't I'm not knocking them for that because that's just kind of what happens when you have, you know, that situation but I've always found the the fan run conventions just so much more personable. And of course they try to put things in there that they're that an official one won't like TF nations thing is that they always try to make sure that, that, that they work out deals with the actors so that you don't have to be paying $30 every single time that you go up to a, 
get a signature and say hi and talk to them and all that. Um, unless it's specific, like they have to work things contractually out. Um, the one that the TF nation that they were going to put on uh, before COVID hit, which mm-hmm. spoiled everything is they were going to have Peter Cullen there and a couple other people. And you had to, there was a specific deal that you paid so that you could have a, you know, a moment with Peter Cullen. Mm-hmm. And they only had so many of those. And of course I paid for one of those. Cause I was like, damn it, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to meet Peter Cullen. Right. Then it, it all, it didn't work. So I was like, ah, oh, sad face. I'll have to figure out another time. I was, yep. it was very sad that whole summer. I was like, oh, I could have, yeah. Not going to meet Peter Covenant after all. (laughs) (laughs) But I will pay the extra to go out there because I know the experience that TF Nation has as opposed to other places. And I get it because there's so many things that can go wrong when you have voice actors and fans meeting together at the same time. That can go horribly wrong. And I've... Mm -hmm. It can, you know, I, I, I'm in Phoenix and there was a couple situations here in Phoenix with their Phoenix Comic Con. Well, I think it's Phoenix Fan Fest now. They had to change the name where there was a guy that said that he was going to, you know, shoot some guy, an, another, an actor. And it, he got into the building and it was big news wow. frenzy over it. Um, I don't remember all the details, but I do remember that he was headed upstairs and they hedged him off before he could get up there. So there was never a moment where he's even in the same room with the guy. But it it was dicey. And the police got involved and everything got locked down. And uh, let me tell you, the experience that year was quite interesting. <laughs> Getting into the convention was, was difficult. Um, and they locked down, like, all the cosplayers. They the People couldn't even bring in stuff that was clearly not ever a weapon. And it was a big media circus over it. So... I remember when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it, it, there are a lot of things can go wrong, it, uh, as is what I was saying. You know, it, so far they haven't had too many. I mean, uh, there have been a couple situations, but they've handled it with grace. Catchphrase. I love the people that I know there. They they do. They're professionals. They know what they're doing. It's fantastic. And I'm I'm proud of all of the, the the people that I know that have worked really hard to to make fan run conventions run like they do. So absolutely, absolutely. So the last thing we have is what is your advice for other con goers? Oh wow, there are YouTube videos on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best advice that I've gotten over the years, and I guess it just depends. If you're going to be going international, you're going to have a completely different set of things that you're going to need to know beforehand. Then, if you're, you know, familiar with the the country that you're going to be in, there's always travel things that you want to travel with, and there's little things. But I think the best that I the best experiences that I've had have been the ones where I look for if the convention knows that they have a draw from international um, guests and kind of do a, like a walk around in the hotel and even walk through like from this is the airport and you walk over here and here's the convention. That's been really helpful. I mean, there's stuff online that the TF nation crowd have, have put out there in the past that have been really, really helpful. I think talking with other people beforehand that, you know, are going that maybe have gone several times that have even follow, like sometimes they'll, some people will put out YouTube videos and you can go and check those out. And that's really helpful as well. I think it's just, and then, well, and then another advice that I would probably put is just don't be afraid to go up and say hi to people because, you know, we're all an introverted group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it, you're going to have a completely different convention if you go and just kind of stay to yourself as opposed to one where you're talking to people and say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I run this, so-and-so. Or I would like, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm looking to see a few people and, uh, you know, are you on social media, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's just so many ways to just kind of like make your way into saying something to somebody and then add to another group or, you know, it, it's hard, but it's also 
you got to push through the hard sometimes and just go, okay, I'm just going to put myself out there and, you know, show up and talk to people. Yeah, absolutely. Steve has a unique talent, though, that he needs to employ, employ at every convention he goes to from now on. You feel like uh, it's difficult to say anything to anybody? Just talk like Waspinator or Megatron <laughs> or whomever. <laughs> Like if David K isn't at a convention that you go to, fill in for him. Yeah, really? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I wish there were some that would like pop up in like Colorado, but <laughs> Yeah. Some do and some don't. It it's I know. so weird. I, know. It, I, 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 I I don't know what rhyme or reason they go for picking. I know it has to do with location for the actors for the most part, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but I, that's that's honestly with anything though. I, you know, you look at any kind of show, convention, or sometimes car shows, or even concerts. Like I'm living in Washington State right now in Vancouver, Washington, which is at the bottom of the state. I'm right on top of Portland, Oregon, and half the time, any of the bands that I would love to be able to see in concert. They never come to the Pacific Northwest. They'll go to L.A. They'll go to San Francisco. They'll go to San Diego. They'll go to bumfrig Idaho or in the middle of Arkansas, but they won't come here. And it's like, wait, what? I mean, they'll go to Seattle, which is three hours north. Okay, fine, sure, whatever. But I don't know, man. It's, it's really weird how certain venues and things are chosen for whatever. And this is even before – you know, the pandemic and all that, it was yeah. just really, really, it's just really strange. But yeah, no, I mean, TFCon LA 2022, looks like everybody had a blast. You and your son had a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had fun. It was yeah. good. I Would I do it again? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope that we can do it again next year. I hope that, you know, things being the way that they are, that it's a good time that, that we'll be able to get back. But, you know, we'll be watching to make sure that everything's good, so. We might still be wearing masks, my husband, my, my, my kid and I, myself, but we might not be yeah. either. So, I mean, even if there isn't, we, at this point, I kind of want to say that I'll probably still be wearing a mask for a little while just yeah. because I just, I, I care about my kid. I care. I have somebody I care about. So, yep. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, in case anyone is interested, the next U.S. stop for TFCon is going to be in Chicago from October 21st to the 23rd of this year. It'll be at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel and Conference Center. Yeah. Cool. So, yep, that's when the next TFCon USA show is. As far as... I think the, they have the one I, in, Col in, the, in Canada... Yep. In July. Yep, they did. Yep, so, they did. Or they did or they do? Oh, they do. They do. It's coming up. TFCon Toronto, July 8th to the 10th, 2022. And they've got some... <laughs> so Vince will be at the TFCon Toronto, as well as Doug Parker, the voice of Terrorsaur. So everyone can nice. go to TFCon Toronto and terrorize Terrorsaur. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what. I think they also have TF Nation is going to be this August, as far as I've heard. So okay, um, I don't know what that's going to look like. I'm planning to not be there, unfortunately, because it's just mm -hmm. too far, and I I I don't have my job back after <laughs> COVID. So I'm right. Well, I'll I'll be putting off any international flights for a little while, at least until I can get back in into working. So, there you go. but that being said, I mean, yeah, I think I want to say I might've seen a, a thing about TF Expo. I don't know for sure. I'd have to go back on social media check. And I didn't before I started this podcast, mm -hmm. unfortunately, sorry. <laughs> Catchphrase. But yeah, I think conventions are going to, we're going to start seeing those. They're going to be, they're going to be back. So, yeah. Yeah, so far TFCon Toronto only has Doug Parker and Vince DiCola and of course even though that's in July it's it's still 
too soon to tell. And then Chicago is in October, so so far they've only announced the the location. Yep. Of the place they haven't announced because it's it's way too soon for October. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I, I would expect that they're probably going to start putting out like more of what they intend to have in July, just to kind of put it out there in the next you know little bit to. Oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. Advertise and stuff. So. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, you got anything else you want to bring up, Steve? Uh, no. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts. Leave us reviews, please. Spotify, where you can now rate our shows and any other podcasting client you choose to use. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network at all things TFV3 for the show. I am at TFG1 Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? At SCP21. And Amy? Lady of Rack. Awesome, awesome. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Radio Network. You can also check out all things Transformers over there as well. Join us next time for some sort of Transformers talk. I don't know. We haven't planned anything yet, folks. For now, I am TFG and Mike with... Steve Megatron. And Lady Wreck. Transform and transcend, and we'll talk to you next time here on All Things Transformers. Optimus Prime does not speak quickly. Catchphrase. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> yes. I wish to speak to my lawyer. Good enough. Rodimus Prime over and out.